0: Are locked on Wildcats your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats? Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That was
1: a Happy great Wednesday, start.
0: everyone. Yes, we're off. To a All great right, start right here with John uh, Schuster, Bruno Luke. I'm merely Mike Luke. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. Let's talk a little fan support here and then maybe a little bit of you know around the conference. Alright, first and foremost, looking at that stadium. It looked like it was about 95-5 to 5 BYU to U of A. Uh, that did surprise me a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that the largest collegiate event in the history of Nevada was dominated by people from Utah. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <But>
0: so <laughs> Who probably aren't there gambling.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Vegas may have been annoyed by <laughs> yeah, a good person. Really, they're, all, they're all staying up at if St. You're, St. George if you're, and driving if down, if you're down, Vegas, down about an hour and a half going if back. If
0: you're Vegas, do you actually want a lot of the
1: BYU contingent? BYU They're not coming To bet, no, they're not, they're They're not coming to drink or bet. Absolutely not. It drives Vegas nuts for sure. And and the problem is, it's so tempting. Because damn it, BYU brings 50,000 people. Right, exactly. So you know the, the Bulls love them because right. they're going to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. But the rest of Vegas is like, oh, geez, not BYU again. Oh, man. And sure enough, I, what was it? Almost 55,000 people in attendance. 50 of those had to be from BYU. Y- yes. yes. But, yeah. And I love, too, when they <laughs> panned to the one section <laughs> of like great. 45 U of a fans. <laughs> and it's like... The whole game, BYU blue, BYU right, blue, blue right. BYU and blue it's for like, like three and a half quarters. And then, and then someone... It's like like a microscope <laughs> detected a yes. little flurry of red somewhere yes exactly. and then and they were able to hone in on that that was uh, that was some good work of course they weren't very good at actually showing us appropriate replays but after about three and a half quarters they were able to find some wildcat fans so is arizona fandom going to show up in droves uh saturday against san diego state That's of course a, not right
0: but how much do you, do you do you see do you see them backing the a at all this year
1: Uh, probably not. I think think you're going to get two separations here. The thing that I'm much more interested in 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 the short term is can the Jed Fish marketing campaign keep Arizona's student body at Arizona Stadium throughout most of the game as opposed to the exodus that takes place at the half? Mm -hmm. I'm less worried right now because I don't think... I don't think the, the community, I think the community fan support is going to take longer to get galvanized behind this team. And I don't suspect that they're going to invest early in a product that's going to win maybe two or three games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but students use Arizona football as an excuse to, you know, break you know, up drinking or, uh, early in the afternoon. And, and, and by the way, night. that
0: is something too that you can do when you're like 20, but I'll tell you one thing. By the time I was 25, I could not drink, stop for two hours, (laughs) and then start drinking. And keep in mind, I'm drinking heavily on both Mm -hmm. sides of these. Like now if I were to do that, no, I'm going to be in bed by like 3.30. So the fact that these kids can do it, you can only do that once in your life. Might as well do it now. Be responsible, but you might as well do it now. Uh, Sorry for interrupting That's a good, no, no,
1: but it's a good PSA. Mm -hmm. The... The, and that's been one of the issues one of the one of the issues with Arizona football is that kids have used this as an excuse just to break up drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 great to dress up for the game, you know, you get your outfits, people notice your outfits, there's <laughs> a lot of we wanna be seen going on right, and, right. and and the scenery's good. Yes, for sure. You can't for argue sure, the scenery's
0: no, no. good. But then they has I would I would challenge I, I think the U of A has as good as scenery as about any. I have a hard time believing there's many school or many universities with better scenery.
1: Eh, I don't think you're going to get much of an argument out of that. Okay. Uh, but what the scenery does is leave it the half. Mm-hmm, right. So there are efforts. Being put into place, the DJ idea I think is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great, and and I'm really interested to see if that works. Mm-hmm. If there's a if there's a desire for the kids to stay longer, then I think that helps the atmosphere at Arizona Stadium. If you get those, if you get nothingness going on by the second half, then that's going to be frustrating. But I think in the short term, that's the thing I'm the most curious about. Mm-hmm. Are the students going to hang around because the marketing is good enough to keep them there? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because the football team is good enough to keep them there. <laughs> but is it worth their time just to kind of hang out, you know, have a good time at Arizona Stadium and maybe delay the drinking process a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if it is, then that's a win. That, I think, is a win for, you know, whatever, whatever the U of A is doing to try to market the product in the early stages. It's going to take the community fan base, I think, a little bit longer to get behind what they're seeing because they're going to need Arizona to win 1st can't really can't really disagree with any of that. I think the one
0: thing that's the one thing that's going to be interesting though is last year there would have been nobody that showed up, and honestly, I don't think you're going to see a lot of people that are going to be showing up this year. But are we totally at the point now with the U of A fan base where it is when and then we will show up? I believe until so. Then yeah. I believe
1: I believe it is. I, I yeah, my, and, and I, I have get no the pro- feeling, and I have no problem with that. But I get the feeling you think that's. The case too. Yes. yes. Okay. It's kind. Of Arizona fan. The the community of Arizona football fans has approached this, I think, as if this school was Missouri. Mm-hmm. You've got to sh- this is show me state time. Right. You got to show me you're good before I'm going to spend your money on your mm-hmm. product because I feel like I was burned by Tommy, I feel like I was burned by Stoops, I feel like I was burned by Rodriguez. I'm just done being I'm, burned t- anymore. I, I'm you know? tired of getting fed bad food at the same restaurant. That's it. So I'm not going anymore until you get better food. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that that's going to be a longer term thing. Uh, and I think the Arizona coaching staff and its recruiting efforts are going to have to sell other aspects. Aggression on the offensive end and playing time. Aggression on the defensive end and playing time. Great student body who wants to show up. That's ultimately what they do. And, uh, and then the fans will come later and you've got a good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of time uh, to get to that. I don't expect a lot. I mean, come on. You really expect a lot of people at Arizona Stadium com- community-wise uh, Saturday night? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, come on. Well, so, I, I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It would be great to be wrong about that. Right. But on one of the previous podcasts this week, you talked about talking to somebody who said it was the same old boring Arizona football. I, if, in the end, if you lose the to result. BYU, I mean, it's kind of like, the, the, it's, not, it's not what we think the vision could be and how we're optimistic about where things can go. Mm-hmm. The simple visceral response is Arizona lost to BYU. What are they doing? You know, why am I going? Right. So the, 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 the community probably isn't going to go just because it's a new product in the early stages. you got to win first. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, that's you know, in that regard, you know, it's the way it is. And and I, and I think a thing that's going to be, and maybe we can talk about this separate college football in general and the Pac-12 to some degree, too, in the sec- second segment of this podcast, is how Arizona's schedule... You don't even want to go to see other good teams. Right. You know, it's it's because you've got a lot. But I think there's going to be a lot of teams that come to Arizona Stadium, San Diego State, and is it NAU, the mm-hmm. following, right. excluded, right. that are going to be potential top 15 teams this year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna They're going to be in the rankings a lot. The problem is that Arizona's probably going to lose a lot of those games. Now, those would be fun to show up for because it would be great in season one if Arizona could get an upset at home and create some excitement. But... You know, is that is that likely the the way that things are stepped? Probably not. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, you know, I think BYU is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think BYU was largely stupid too. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out some new things. Their quarterback's new. They've got new people on the offensive line. They've got one really good receiver and some other guys who are okay. I think I think by the end of the year, BYU is going to be a six or seven win football team. Right. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot better teams on your schedule. And that's going to make things a little bit difficult because even with that in mind, with my interpretation of what I think BYU is going to be, um, Arizona still lost the game and BYU was clearly the better football team. So, you know, what are you going to have? What's going to happen when you see the UCLA resurgence? Mm. You know, the I'll tell
0: you what, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about that. And if you want to bet on the UCLA resurgence, you want to bet on anything, betonline.ag. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Let's talk a little bit around the conference right now. John Schuster, you made a bold proclamation on Monday's episode that we are looking at the best Pac-12
1: South that we have seen since expansion. It's a diffi- It's a bad idea to say th- definitively that things are absolute after one week of college football. Mm-hmm. So I will definitively say We're here. We're that, here ex- that. that. Okay. The Pac-12 South is as good as the Pac-12 South has ever been. The Pac-12 North is a disaster right Mm -hmm. now. I think Oregon's pretty good. Other than that, I don't know what's going on in the Pac-12 North. Washington loses to Montana. Washington State was not impressive. Oregon State lost to Purdue, which is perfectly reasonable, I guess. Uh, Cal looked you know, uninspiring against Nevada and Stanford. What in the hell has happened to Stanford? Mm-hmm. You know, right. that, that, that you, you used to be able to count on Stanford to give you depth in the conference. Right Now I'm not sure Stanford's going to win six games this year. Now look at the Pac-12 South. ASU from a talent standpoint is loaded. From a discipline standpoint, they're not very good. From a talent standpoint, they got a lot. UCLA looks like the Chip Kelly tenure, like they finally got it. Finally, right. has finally turned the corner. USC is obviously good because they're the most talented team in the conference. Utah dominated its opening game, and the only mystery is Colorado uh, Other, than, the only mystery in the South is Colorado because Arizona's not very good. Arizona played good di- with good discipline, but they don't have a lot of talent. So the Pac, so Arizona's ability to knock somebody off in the Pac-12 South, I think, is going to be a lot more difficult than it has been at any given time, and that's the one thing. If you were hoping to get a trampoline jump start on the Jed Fish era, that you'd hope that the rest of the conference, especially the Pac-12 South, which you have to play, was going to be mediocre like it usually mm-hmm. is. Yeah, you, know, you weren't going to beat USC. But UCLA is going to win six or seven, and ASU is going to win six or seven, and Colorado is going to win five, and Utah is going to win eight or nine. You know, you can knock off someone or a couple someones in that group and maybe steal five. This year, who's Arizona going to beat from the Pac-12 South? Maybe ASU because it's a rivalry game if things really go south for ASU. Maybe Colorado and uh, possibly the teams from the North. I look at it, and I think to myself, yeah,
0: that the North stinks. The South is going to be very difficult for Arizona. But there are winnable games on this schedule, though. And you look around the conference, and I think Oregon is one of these teams where when they become really, really good, let me know. Because it seems like we keep talking about them, and they keep kind of just doing the same thing. Uh, I think that Stanford is taking a huge... I don't know that... You know what? Our guy Anthony Jamino, who we talk about a lot on this show um makes it makes an interesting point about coaches and i think it's a very good point where he says once a coach loses it he very rarely gets it back there's not a generally a coach that'll have like five or six great seasons and then five or six subpar and then gets back to great again it generally doesn't happen they have they the the, the there resurgence year, is unusual or, there might be a year or two like a mike price type thing but mm-hmm. there's not like a right. five or you're six not consistent again. Yes, yes now exactly.
1: again Stanford was good as recently as 2015. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, 2020 you got thrown out of the equation. But they sure. were bad in 2019, and they haven't started off well in 2021. Right. So now you're wondering, and I'm surprised by this because I think David Shaw's a good coach. By the way, Kevin Woodman's going to be hosting the show on Friday. Man, I think
0: we're all looking forward to that. We are looking forward to that. You know what? And uh
1: Yes, I'm and just, he likes him some David Shaw. And he
0: likes David Shaw a great deal. As a matter of fact, Uncle Kev went after me on Twitter when I said, "Is there a point when we admit that David Shaw is no longer good?" And Kevin said, "No." <laughs> and uh, so, so who does Arizona play in the North this year? You, what uh, do well, they have? They got I'm
1: don't don't they have Washington? They State? They got Washington State, which is okay. a very,
0: which is a winnable game for right. sure. Uh, let's see here, Arizona football schedule. The great thing about this podcast, mm-hmm. though,
1: is that we can do this stuff on the fly. Yes. For yes. instance,
0: you know, what when... right, I, I got Okay, the, I, got go. the, I, got the, I got the schedule for you here. So the teams that you play in the north, you've got Cal.
1: Okay, home or away? Uh, that is home. Okay. You feel good based on the way Cal played. You feel okay. I mean, you feel like you have a chance in that one. You've got then you got
0: then you got uh, Washington, which I thought before the season no chance, but I mean heck, after right. what I saw right there, you yeah, pooh. Um, then, uh, you got Oregon who, okay. I would assume Oregon wins, yeah. but at the same time, they also look like crap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe we overrated the rest of the conference and slightly underrated the A.
1: No, I don't think so. You don't think I think, I, I think, I think we didn't anticipate that the North would get off to as bad a start as it is. The, the overrating and underrating of the conference is that- the South now appears to be superior to the North, and that never happens. Right. That's the only time that the South wins a title game is when it's USC. Mm-hmm. Every other time, it's Oregon. You know, Oregon, Oregon wins 10 games and wins a conference. Right. You know, they knock off Utah, they knock off Arizona, they knock off all these, this revolving door of teams from the South. But now you have this, you have this window where things have peaked, USC is good because they should be. Mm -hmm. UCLA is in what, year three of the Chip Kelly era? It looks like all those players are coming around. It's three or four. Herm Edwards, the same thing. ASU and UCLA are loaded. And that means that the con- that side of the conference as a whole, because you've got two other stable teams there. You've got USC, mm-hmm. who's the most talented team in the conference, top to bottom. Even though, even if their coach is a disaster, which is ev- which and, is every year, and Utah, mm-hmm. which every year wins nine games. Right. You know, somewhere between eight to ten. You're, you know what Utah is going to do. Mm-hmm. So Utah's stable, USC's stable. What you hope for is that you you UCLA and ASU are mediocre, and you can make a move. But this year. It looks like UCLA and ASU are really talented, and I don't. I, I think the jury's still out on Colorado. Mm-hmm. What, but are there games that Arizona can pluck? Yeah, but usually when you're trying to pluck games, you're hoping to go 500. You're not going to get all of them. Mm-hmm. So you know, you talked at the beginning of the season. I think they. You, you think they can win three? I said I thought it was going to be two. One of my two was UCLA, right? Uh, which not, after again after week one, which is a mistake because teams. There's a lot of fluctuation between week one and week two. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, UCLA looked really good. <laughs> they going. looked really, really, and really good. So, and, and so, based on those two performances, it would be hard to fathom that UCLA is going to lose to Arizona, where the talent level of both of those uh, teams are. So, can Arizona beat San Diego State? Yeah. Can they knock off NAU? They should. Can they, can they get some wins against the Pac 12 North? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Can they beat all the teams from the Pac 12 North? I don't know probably not not oregon you know and then you've got washington washington state and cal can you win two or three of those maybe you have to Mm -hmm. and then if all things go well what's that four or five wins yeah for sure okay yeah oh four or five wins you take
0: that every day of the week and you would take that to rockauto.com and you would say you know what i'm playing with house money i think something's gonna go wrong with my car and you know what just have me ready at that point. This is actually a terrible, a spontaneous read right here, which I need John. Schuster it wasn't. To it
1: was out. an interesting segue there, but uh, you know, if you're a fan and you're driving to some of these locations, and you're on board with Arizona football, you've been on board for day one, it doesn't matter what the situation is, you listen to the Locked On Wildcat podcast because you're annoyed that the two hosts constantly bag on the Arizona Wildcat fan base, especially the community, the people who have lived here and who are natives, who have lived and died Arizona football. And those people are going to get in their cars, and they're going to drive to these places regardless, and they're going to, dare I say, Back the A. <laughs> and, but they need to do it prepared because you don't want to get stuck on the side of the road in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Not Las Vegas, Nevada. Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, New Mexico. Mexico. You don't want to get stopped. You, you, you don't want your car to break down no. there if you're going you know to a game up on uh, up in that general area. You don't want to get Tepoa. broken.
0: What was the place where I called you when I was driving back from Los Angeles? It was like I think it was on the reservation. It was called like Tupoa. Or... Uh, was it
1: Sacatone? No, it uh, wasn't It, was tonop- it wasn't Tonopah. Tonopah! It was Tonopah? Tonopah, yes, see? yes, it There it goes. Was. Tone- you don't want to get broken down in Tonopah. No, no, You don't want... If you're going up to Salt Lake City for some reason, do you right. want to get broken down in Beaver? No, no. Utah? Not, yeah. no. You don't want to- no. You don't want to get stuck eating You Beaver. know how not to be in that position? And now I'm a little bit confused because maybe you want to... Be. but generally speaking from an auto standpoint, <laughs> we want you to break
0: down so you rock not,
1: auto. We do not want oh. your car to break down on the road on a long pac 12 road trip and the way to make sure that that happens is to have your parts in advance and the place to go for your parts isn't a brick and mortar location it's online in front of your computer by accessing rockauto.com did i bail your ass out on that one for john schuster i'm merely mike luke